Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. All right, boys and girls, you heard the man. This is Tyler Chef, and you are listening to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. This week, we're going to keep it short and simple. I'm going to hit a couple topics here that revolve around quick and easy, no money down secrets. This is going to be probably the first part of a multi-part episode, series of episodes to help you guys get more deals done. Maybe get your focus off of it, thinking the fact that you need to be a cash buyer to be able to do real estate deals. I've never heard such a big a bunch of garbage in my life. Let's get focused. Let's get started, shall we? Let's begin with using what you have. Our my One of my mentors, Peter Fortunato, talks about use what you have to get what you need in order to accomplish what you want. And the first time I heard that, I was a little puzzled. It didn't make sense to me. I'm going to say it again. Use what you have to get what you need in order to accomplish what you want. Think about that for a second. What do you have? What's around you? Do you own another property? Do you have equity in a property that maybe you could pledge to get a deal done? You might say, well, Tyler, then I got to go to the bank and get a home equity line. Cool your jets. Hold on a second. Nobody's saying you got to run to the bank for anything. Now, Peter Fortunato, Larry Harbolt, they teach to never step into a bank. Actually, Larry Harbolt has a course and a boot camp by that very name. Never step into a bank again. Maybe you guys need to get over to LarryHarbolt.com and check that out. How do you use your equity? Well, let's say you got a house, and I'm going to use that $100,000 house example because let's be honest, I'm not that smart, probably terrible at math. That's why I have a great CPA. And it's just easy to talk about that way. It's easy round math, $100,000 house. Let's say my mortgage balance is, oh, I don't know, $80,000. That means I've got $20,000 equity in the house. And I know what you're probably saying, you engineer brains are going, but, 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 but Tyler, you haven't done an appraisal. You don't know that for sure. You don't know this. You don't know that. I get all that. I understand all that. Let's let's keep it high level. Let's talk about concepts, okay? Let's not talk about exacts. Guys, I would never own a $100,000 house anyway. It doesn't make any good sense. Let's stay on the lesson. Now, getting back to the lesson, we've got $20,000 equity. I could go negotiate a deal with the seller and say to the seller, hey, I need, you know, I happen to be, you want, you want, I'm going to buy your house from you. The guy's on board with accepting payments for his equity, right? He wants payments for his equity because he wants to maybe reduce his tax obligation. There could be a million different reasons why he's willing to accept payments for his equity. These deals are not hard to do, believe it or not. If you ask, see the reason why none of you can't ever get seller financing deals is because you don't ask for them. It's that simple. So again, we're talking about 20 grand. He's, he, his big concern is, is that you're not going to pay him his 20 grand. Now he has to hire an attorney and now he has to chase after you and all this good garbage, right? Let's say, for example, that you negotiate with the seller and the down payment's actually, I don't know, $15,000 and you've got $20,000 equity. And he's probably thinking, well, in the back of his mind, my house is a piece of garbage. If there's that equity isn't real because the house I'm selling this guy is a piece of garbage. You know this as well. So maybe you can say to him, hey, Mr. Seller, I've got some equity in another property that I own. How about I give you a $20,000 mortgage against that property. So he gets a $20,000 lien against that property. And if I pay it off on time, whatever the term may be, that I'll get a, a fifteen thousand or a $5,000 credit. And, and I know that probably blew you guys away. So I'm going to take it back a little bit and go real slow. You need $15,000, but you don't have $15,000. What you do have is $20,000 equity. I'm not suggesting that you just simply give the seller more than what they're looking for. You're not going to give them 20 grand. You're going to give him a lien position for $20,000. With verbiage, you have an attorney draft this, have it written up so that if you pay this loan off as, as indicated, like if it's a five-year loan, you pay it off in five years or 10 years, whatever it may be, 
that the extra 5000 will be forgiven. However, if you don't pay on time, if you don't play by the rules, and the seller has to foreclose, the amount he's going to foreclose for is $20,000. Then you're probably thinking, why in the hell would I do that, Tyler? Well, number one, because you're a good person, and of course you're going to pay the bill, so it's never going to come to fruition, right? Because you're going to look at your income and expenses. You're going to make sure there's cash flow there. You're going to use professional management because we all suck at management. That's why they make property managers. You're going to do everything right, so the deal's going to make sense. And if you don't do things right, you're not really going to lose anything, really, because at the end of the day, he gets the house back and his legal fees get covered. Think about that for a second. Now, yes, you're going to have to have a foreclosure on your record and all these bad things, but I don't even want to talk about that right now because you wouldn't ever pledge this if you thought there was ever a chance that you were going to not do the right thing and pay the bill. Because, yes, if the guy forecloses, you're on the hook for the, tw- for the 20 grand, the whole 20 grand, because that's what your contract says. You follow me so far? Okay, good. If Remember, if you pay it off on time or you, you do what you say you're going to do, that extra 5000 actually just disappears. It's written, into the, it's written into the mortgage or the promissory note that the payoff would be 15000 Okay? You can sit down with the attorney and have them explain it. Frankly, have them listen to this episode. So that way, you've given that seller that extra warm and fuzzy. He actually stands to make, make $5,000 more if you do the, don't follow through, which would compensate him for his legal fees, which would more than compensate him for his legal fees. Heck, you could do a foreclosure for probably about half of that, depending on which hire, attorney you hire and what municipality you're in. So that's one way, guys, of giving somebody, a, a, doing a deal without putting any money down. Now, yes, you have to pledge a little more in equity and maybe tie up the equity of another property to do it, But let's be honest, we're not going to stand out there and do a rain dance hoping that money's going to fall from the heavens. you got to use what you have. If you're not willing to do that, well, then you can just save up your hard-earned cash and go do a money-down transaction like every other schlep in the world, which really means you probably won't do a transaction or not as many transactions because you have to wait until you save the money, which makes me a little sad inside, frankly, because I believe you could do a lot of deals if you were just willing to see things through and think outside the box. You see, that's how we get deals done as we think outside the box. The seller needs that 15000 and he needs the assurance that you're going to pay him. So how do we do that? Well, we simply give him more assurances than what he seeks. If he's seeking $15,000, afraid that you're not going to pay him the 15000 you tell him, if I don't pay you $15,000, you will get twenty. Well, that sure shuts him up now, doesn't it? Well, that's one, that's one way of a million different ways to skin the cat. Guys, I'm writing a little ebook. I'm going to be, you guys are going to see if you're on Facebook or if you're not registered on my email list, let me know because I'll send an email out to you guys. Uh, make sure you get over to cashflowguys.com forward slash register, get registered to get this ebook. When I put it out, I'm going to give it away. And I'm calling it the quick and easy no money down secrets. Not quite ready to release it yet, but when I do, I'll do another episode on this topic and I will give you guys a link to go ahead and get that and start applying some of these things. I'll break it down nice and nice and easy, easy peasy, lemon squeezy, all that good stuff, right? Seller financing, boys and girls, it's not rocket science because not every seller needs cash. And even the sellers that think they need cash, when you talk to them and you actually invest a little bit of time learning in what their situation is, you will find that they don't need the cash, really. They need what the cash will do for them. Got to pay off a medical bill. I want to buy an RV and travel around the country. I want to do whatever I want to do. Their perception is that they need the cash. I'm not saying you need to go and tell them that they're crazy, but you do need to ask pointed questions 
and make sure that they're being honest with you. And, and the way to do that is not to grill them like the Mueller report is to instead is to simply continue asking questions in different ways, making sure all the answers line up. And more importantly, before any of that is taking the time to build rapport with them. Don't run right in there and think you're going to get all this information on the first date and strap a deal together. It's not going to happen. It takes sometimes several phone calls, several meetings to make sure that you've built rapport. You've earned that no like, and trust to be able to make things happen and get the seller on board. That said, let's talk a little bit about motivation. Guys, creative financing works best if you can find motivated sellers. And frankly, I don't know why you'd be negotiating with a seller that's not motivated in the first place. Because the negotiation is going to be a colossal waste of time because they're not motivated. Okay? If they're not motivated, don't waste your time. I know you want to do no money down deals, but at the same at the same margin, the best, well, frankly, one of the few ways that you're going to, first things that you're not going to be able to pass up, you're not going to be able to pass this roadblock is the whole motivation thing. If that seller is not motivated, you're wasting your time. You're absolutely wasting your time. So why would you waste your time and the seller's time trying to do a deal that the seller is not motivated to do? Maybe they've got it listed on the MLS or maybe they've got it, maybe a wholesaler's got it. You're trying to negotiate with a wholesaler. Don't waste your time. Get out there and talk to real people that have situations where you can help them out. And sometimes the fact that they want to sell their house doesn't necessarily mean they need money. Maybe they want money, but it doesn't mean they need the money from the sale. So in that case, seller financing could go really well. For example, let's say that the city's coming to tear it down or a big fine's going to happen if the house doesn't get sold. Or maybe they're going to get a divorce and they want to clean up their assets before they get into marriage or divorce hell and they want to take care of their assets, guys, these are opportunities to negotiate a great deal, okay? Now, that said, when you're doing no money down deals, and I, nobody ever will teach this, nobody's ever going to teach you this, but I'm going to, because what I'm about to teach you doesn't sell big fancy courses, okay? It's honest. It's no BS. And that is, you need to have some skin in the game. And I don't necessarily mean in the particular deal, but don't go do a no money down deal because you're broke. Do a no money down deal because there's no money required to do this particular deal. However, you're still going to need money for carrying costs and things like that. Don't be one of those people. Don't be that guy or that girl that buys a property, quote unquote, no or little money down. You've got two nickels to rub together. You're about to get foreclosed on, on your other house or get kicked out of your apartment. And you can't even keep the power on the property or, or worse. You, you can't keep insurance on the property. Now, something terrible happens, a fire, a storm, whatever, and that poor seller is left swinging in the wind because you've got, you don't have the property properly insured. Don't do that. And you're probably asking, well, Tyler, that's all fine and dandy, but the whole reason I got into real estate is so I can make a million dollars overnight. Well, then you're in it for the wrong reason, okay? You make money over time, okay? You make money when you buy, but you also make money over time. And if you're already broke, getting into real estate is not going to fix that situation. You need to fix why you're broke in the first place and then get into real estate. Because if you're not already broke and you get into the real estate space, you're going to be broke in a heartbeat. Because let me tell you, these houses and apartment buildings, they don't maintain themselves. The power bills, the insurance, there's expenses and you have to have that money set aside. So please make sure that you have that cash set aside. How much depends on the deal. Speaking of which, you guys want to 
break a deal down. You need help. You're looking at an opportunity. You're trying to see a way to make it in it make make it into something worthwhile. Get on my calendar. Go to cashflowguys.com forward slash ask Tyler and make an appointment. Book a time. Give you a 15 minute or 30 minute call. Book some time with me. If you got something you're looking at, something that's interesting to you, and you want to figure out how to make this work, get with me. Now, the deal is if you tell me you've got a deal, you're going to email. When you get an, you'll get an email from my calendar, and I'm going to have you, I'm going to send over, if you request an appointment, you put in there that you need help reviewing a deal, I'm going to reply with a deal review form. It's basically a bunch of questions about the deal that will, you, you fill in the blanks. So when we get on the phone, I sound like less of a bumbling idiot, and I have a little bit of time to do some research so that we can maximize the amount of time that you and I have on the phone. This also applies to wholesale deals. I'd be happy to help the wholesalers get deals put together. Now, I'm not going to call your seller and do the job for you, but I'd be happy to get on the phone with you to help you figure out what's a deal, what's not a deal, okay? Next part about this is you got to ask yourself, are you looking for, what type of property are you looking for? And more importantly, don't negotiate until you really know what your exit strategy is. That said, if you're wholesaling, you should really be looking at what somebody else is going to be doing with the property, not you, because you're not the end buyer. Does that make sense? What I mean by that is if you're out there negotiating for Tyler, but Tyler has no idea who you are, then you can't effectively negotiate for me. So trying to get a no money down deal is a waste of your time because maybe I don't need a no money down deal. Maybe I'm not willing to give up those things. So as a wholesaler, guys, you're going to need to make sure you have buyers and that you're talking to those buyers. So you are absolutely crystal clear on what my needs are so that you can negotiate for me. Otherwise, please don't waste my time or yours. That'd be no fun. You can buy a property subject to. I talked about this in the past. I've got episodes on it. I had John Rexford, Rexford, Jonathan Rexford on the podcast a while back. You can just type in uh, subject to on cashflowguys.com forward slash podcast. Type in subject to. You can listen to the episode with uh, Jonathan Rexford. He gave a lot of good ideas and uh, methods and techniques on how to do subject to. He also has a Facebook group called the subject to investing group, I think it is, on Facebook. But anyway, you can join that group and learn all kinds of different things about subject to. You can use lease options or rent to own. That's always an option. Which one works is the question I get a lot. Well, Tyler, I hear all these different strategies, but which one do I apply? Well, the answer is the old adage, it depends. Because you have to sit down and ask yourself, which, first of all, which situation best helps the seller? Which one solves their problem? That's what I truly mean by that is which one solves their problem? And second, does that solution help you further your mission? If the answer is yes to both of those questions, then you know you got a you got a winner. Next thing is talking to the seller about it, giving the seller options. You know, when you spend time investing with the sellers, what you're going to find is that a lot of times they just need the headache to go away. Now, some of you might have overlooked one of the biggest secrets to doing no money down deals, and that is being direct to the seller, not having a real estate agent or a wholesaler in a mix. I'm sorry, agents, I am one. Sorry, wholesalers, I am one. But when you bring a third party into a deal, that makes it challenging to talk to the seller directly because everybody's got scarcity mentality. They're afraid you're going to steal their client, which is just ridiculous. But they will feel that way anyway. And you really can't gauge the seller's motivation when that happens because you're not talking to the seller. You're guessing. You're hoping that you can interpret that the other person interpreted it correctly. And I'm here to tell you that's never the case. So for me, I don't unless I can talk to the seller, I just don't do the deal. It's that simple. I will not do a deal where I cannot talk to the seller. I just won't. 
And do I lose deals because of it? Of course I do. Do agents tell me to pack sand? I had one lady just go postal on me, called me a terrorist. I kid you not. Called me a terrorist because I wanted to speak to her seller. With her presence, and this is a licensed real estate broker, by the way, I was a uh, real estate terrorist. I'm like, what in the hell are you talking about, you psycho woman? Anyway, people are wackadoodle. It is what it is. However, getting back to the original conversation, guys, you got to know, you got to be able to let you talk, make sure that you're talking to motivated people. The only way you're going to do that is to be direct with them. We talked about this in the past on how to get direct with them. I'm getting, I'm getting ready to write. I'm actually, I'm not getting ready to. I actually am writing some eBooks on the topics right now, how to get offers accepted. That's one I've been working on for the last couple of weeks. It's a book, a short book on how to get offers accepted. I'm going to be putting that out, making that available here soon. The quick and easy, no money down secrets book that is actually finished. We're just putting it together and building out the rest of the assets that goes with it. There's going to be some bonus materials and all kinds of other opportunities to go along with that. If you want them, they will be there. So stay with me, guys. I know this episode is short, but I wanted to give you a, a taste and a reminder of what we've been up to. And I wanted you to be thinking creativity, creative, creatively, not creativity, think creatively and solve problems. This is what I'm hearing a lot in the field right now. People saying there's no deals, there's no opportunity, everybody's overpaying, blah, blah, blah. Well, I, I guarantee you this. There are a lot of sellers out there that are selling property without their problem actually being solved, and that's a damn shame. So go out there and be the change maker, be the difference, be the person that's different. Solve seller problems and structure great deals for yourself at the same time. Folks, I'm going to wrap it up right there. I hope you had a great week and we'll catch up with you next time. This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.